Hello, hello. It's Katia Saad, Ghost Detective, dropping in here to intro your episode for you. I just got back from the Bay Area, did a bunch of fantastic shows up there. Thank you, Bay Area. And thank you, Haley Beacon, for being so awesome and hosting amazing shows. Check out all their shows, Comedy Oscar, and their new show, Toxic, coming up, Toxic Thoughts. Fantastic stuff. This Thursday, I'll be... I'll be hosting at Westside Comedy Theater at 8 p.m. Wow, the early show better come out. So come check that out. And this week, uh, I'm very excited to have our guest, Kimberly Clark. She's amazing. You've seen her on They Ready, Tiffany Haddish's special on Netflix. Um, We cut right into um, talking about stand-up and how she got to host at the Hollywood Bowl. So very cool. And we get right into her ghosting story. So get your detective hats out. Get your notebooks if you're taking notes like James is. And get ready for this amazing episode. Ghosted? Who was it? Was it by a boyfriend or a girlfriend or both to a stranger by a friend? Someone younger, someone older? Were there multiple people involved? Were you ghosted by family or a boss? Maybe whoever ghosted you probably sucks. No one does it right. Let's talk about it. With Katia Saad, Ghost Detective, and my friend James Hilmer. I found, too, that, like, opening shows being the host. Yeah. Because I host a lot at Flappers. Yeah. Mm. Um, That's a good muscle to have to be able to break an audience because then it doesn't matter where you are in the lineup at that point. Yeah. If you can, like, start. Yeah. Well, I take that back because I don't like being a closer. So yeah. I'm still. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still trying to grapple with that because yeah. I get booked on some shows where people are like, OK, you're the closer. I'm like, I am. I'm like, no, <laughs> I do not want to be the closer. Do not make me the closer. You don't want to do that. Mm. That's so funny. Because I don't end on my sets with a good closer. <laughs> That's hilarious. Sometimes I yeah. I leave my sets and I don't I don't leave with a big laugh. Yeah. I don't I'm it's bad. I think it's a bad habit to be in, but I'm just doing what's true to me. Yeah. But there's just some days where I'm just like, I don't want to leave on a big laugh. That's I don't know, but that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. You know that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know though. I I think, uh, I don't know, I feel like you have, like, paved your own way by trusting yourself and, like, have already received so many great things that, like, um, I don't know. I I'm just like, not ready to be a closer. <laughs> I think it. I think it is scary to be the closer. And sometimes yeah. I even, like, when I go and I see I'm in the middle of the lineup, I'm like, ooh, yeah, baby. Yeah, that's the nice, the sweet cozy spot. spot. Yeah, yes, yeah. And, like, yes. I'm like, should I? always like should I work should I want people to make me the first one should I want people to make me the last one I'm like I don't know I really like the middle where it's like you get an idea for the audiences like mm-hmm. not that uh you should change yourself for the audience but like it is nice yeah <laughs> to see other people go up first and get an idea of what's happening of what get the yeah. temperature yeah yeah but I think being first though for a while was a challenge for me and yeah. I feel like I've gotten over that hump so I guess maybe I should start embracing going last yeah um i think so because it's painful though i think you should embrace it because i think it's gonna keep happening because you're very funny and like it's just such a high expectation yeah i just i'm I'm one of those people i'm like 
please come to me with the lowest expectations possible. I like I revel in in low expectations. I love it. (laughs) That is wonderful because you can be creative. You can just do whatever. Whereas when people have these expectations of you, then you feel pressure to do the the jokes that you know are going to work. Yeah. You know what I mean? Even though. Even though I have that sometimes, I'm like, I'm going to throw in something new, but I'm really going to lean heavily on the tried and true. Yeah, I do the same thing. But um, I don't know. I think like you're growing to a place where people are coming to see you and they're like rooting for you, you know? Okay. And like. I think yeah. they you started the conversation with am I on the right path and we're yeah. like yes you, you are, are. That's like 100%. Yeah. <laughs> well yeah. that's cool to hear other yeah. people tell me that cuz yeah. it's hard when you're on the path you can't you just on the path. Yeah, and I think it gets like the expectations of of you get higher and higher as you grow as a comedian. Mm-hmm. Um but I just want to say yeah, I think you're I think you're doing great. Thank like, you. And you're very funny. Like I said, like uh, all of my friends at the show you were on on This Is Different were like, she's so fucking funny. <laughs> um, Kimberly, the time has come for you to regale us with who ghosted you. Okay. Yeah. It's funny because when I met this guy, I was on a podcast. What was it called? The... It was a long time ago, too. It was like when I did Lopez. Oh, wow. Yeah, around that time. But right before I went to the podcast, I had stopped at a Trader Joe's. It was the one that was on, I think it's on Laurel Canyon in Studio City. Oh, okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. You familiar with that mm-hmm. one? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's a, that's a busy spot. Yeah. It's yeah. very busy. There's like a Mendocino Farms. Yeah. Yeah, this was before the Mendocino oh, Farms was there. Though. Oh, wow. It was busy then. Yeah. You know, like everybody and their mama would go yeah. there. But I rarely went there because I didn't live in Studio City, but I was on my way to this place to do a podcast, be a podcast guest. Yeah. And I met this guy in the parking lot. He was looking at me out of his car and he was like, hey, can I take you out to lunch sometime? And I'm like, and he was hot. He was hot? Mm. Yes. Wow. Which is a red flag yes oh, it okay. is <laughs> it's a red flag and and <laughs> an even brighter red flag that he was so confident yeah to be like can i just take you out to lunch right and not even ask me what my name was there's just no context yeah there's no you know no easing into right. it there was no situation for him to have to speak to me yeah. like he was just like, I'm just going to just shout this out. And I right. know she's going to respond. Yeah. But of course, I'm looking at him. He has these gorgeous teeth. I'm yeah. like, oh, he is. <laughs> he is hot. <laughs> I like the teeth was your like selling point. I'm a teeth. You're a teeth person. Yeah, I'm a toothist. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a toothist. I'm a toothist. Your teeth look crazy. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. So I had on a, I, for, I had on. There was something that I had on, but it was kind of artsy looking yeah. and kind of, I don't know if it was the color combination I had on. Something I had on made him assume that I was a makeup artist. He's like, oh. Do you, are you a makeup artist? I was like, no. Were you wearing like black? It wasn't black, but I had on something that I could understand somebody thinking that I was like in the, some type of art. Yeah. Mm. 
Yeah. You know, and I think my hair was cute. I think my hair was like, I had dreads at the time. They weren't this long, but they were like pinned up. Yeah. You look super cute today. So if it's <laughs> oh, anything thank you. Like, you think so? No, absolutely. Oh, thank so you. Cute. Yeah. But they were like pinned up, like all up. Like yeah. none of my hair was down. So you had like an artistic look about yeah. you. Yeah. Kind of like how my hair was on Day Ready. It was oh, kind of okay. like that vibe. Yeah. So he asked me if I was a makeup artist. I was like, no. <laughs> it's not your makeup. Wait. I don't even think I have makeup okay, on. Okay, that is yeah. strange, yeah. That is strange, yeah. But I, I honestly think it was because of the hairstyle and the outfit I had on. Yeah. So we exchanged information. And I actually talked about him on this other podcast that I had met this guy in the parking lot yeah. of Trader Joe's. And they were... um. Like you we met joked him about and it. you went to the podcast and you're like, I yeah. just met the hottest guy in a parking lot. When I get home, I'm going to send you the the podcast. So I might be able to find it on my phone yeah. after we're done. But but in the podcast, you'll hear me talking about him. Yeah. It was kind of funny. That's hilarious. Yeah. So I ended up talking to this guy. Yeah. Phone conversations. Okay. Okay. <sighs> he was everything I assumed he probably was just you know i could sense a hint of player right. he's a player yeah and come to find out he played basketball for a major university i'm oh. not gonna say which one and he was a pretty like he was the man yeah on campus yeah like, in a huge like ncaa player mm. yeah during his time but he was older and then come to find out he tried out for the NBA and he ended up on the bench for an NBA team. Oh, wow. But he never got to play. Mm. Wow. Still, so, still a huge, huge accomplishment. Yeah. Pretty huge. But yeah. I think he was he's one of those people that it was like he came very close to his dream and it didn't uh, materialize the way he thought it was, especially when you're coming from being the big guy yeah. in college mm -hmm. ball and then try to be yeah. an NBA player. So was he in this, college? This story might give away <laughs> who he could be, but I, I'm not going to assume that a lot of people listen to they'll put two and two together or listen to me. Yeah. yeah. At, like, I'm going to listen to Kimberly as a guest on this podcast. We don't know. I think we're going to get a big bump. Yeah. fans, girl. <laughs> Um, wait, yeah. was he in college when he was no. starting to? So later, he, this he was shared after with you. he had been on a bench. Oh, okay. And so this guy was like really in his 30s yeah. trying to get back into the NBA. Wow. But he basically aged out. Oh, man. And I think he was trying to recapture that. I think he might have played ball overseas for a little bit too. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's yeah. like the other big plan B. Yeah. They play overseas when mm -hmm. they don't make the NBA. So um of course after he's given me all this information about himself, I start doing research. Like, <laughs> who is this dude? And then come to find, you know, just finding out all types of so he's like telling you Stories. info and you're like doing your own detective work Hell and yeah. Googling and putting <laughs> you it all have together. To. Yeah. Don't you do that? Um, 
I mean, yeah, I've been yeah. in a relationship. I've been in a relationship for six years, but yeah, I like uh, you've done that yeah, in the yeah, past. Yes, yeah, like find them, and you're like, okay, and then you like go down a rabbit hole. Of, you're like, who's that? Exactly. In that photo, and then you go to their Instagram or whatever. Right. Yeah, and mind you, I was on a break from the long term relationship that I was in too, because oh, okay. I had, had a boyfriend for like ten years. Yeah, and we made a clean break a couple years ago. Okay, yeah. But this was during a break, so yeah. like. I was kind of like dabbling and trying to get back into the dating world anyway. So that's why I probably I was so receptive, you yeah. know, to him or whatever. But then when I found out he had NBA background right. and stuff, I was like, Mm-mm, not yeah. a good idea. And I'm totally not an like I'm not set up to be an NBA basketball player wife anything. yeah 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 <laughs> like I, that's just yeah i the nail maintenance alone yeah <laughs> i would fail i would fail miserably i can mm. see you sitting courtside being like nope mm-mm. like just like shaking your head no like anytime someone comes up to you you're like nope uh-uh no i'm just not they would be they would be like you do not fit the you're just not who we want you yeah have to, i have to undergo some surgical procedures you're like miss congeniality <laughs> or they like have totally. a whole warehouse to make her over totally or like dorothy and when she got to eyes and yeah. they redid her hair and yeah. stuff like that's what they would have to do for me they would be like no no and take um nba baller uh wife elocution classes i don't know how they talk but you know like i'm just not that's just i'm not made up that way yeah i don't want to say unfortunately but fortunately fortunately unfortunately i don't know i mean Mm. it would be kind of nice to be taken care of anyway (laughs) so okay so i talked to this guy yeah um and i met up with him for coffee once yeah so that was interesting just very much a play. Like, it was just, I don't even want to go into the details of what we talked about. But the ghosting situation happened because I had tickets to go to the Walt Disney Concert Hall. Yeah. I had gotten free tickets through one of my old jobs or whatever. Yeah. And I had invited him. And I said, you know, I'll have the tickets, you know. He was like, oh, that sounds interesting. I've never been to a symphony. And I'm like, you you got NBA bench money. Right. (laughs) You know, you can afford to some culture or whatever. But he said he never seen, you know, went to a live symphony, whatever. I was like, oh, cool. He was like, that seems really, you know, like I could tell he was like, this is totally out of my box. Right. And it felt like he was interested. But I was like, I wonder if this dude is going to show up to this concert. And yeah. I went and he didn't show up. He didn't come. He stood you up. Yeah, he, I got stood up. He agreed mm. to the time. He agreed coming. to the time, all that. Yeah. Wow. But and he then, didn't show up. And it's not like I paid for the tickets. Like the tickets were free. So yeah. it's not like I was losing anything. Yeah. And everyone knows my Gustavo Dudamel joke. I was there to see. That was the first time I saw Gustavo in oh, person. Wow. So I was like, I'm fine. Yeah. Like, like, you're still going to have a great night. Exactly. I could take them or leave them. Yeah. And um, I think we talked maybe once after that on the phone. And then he was following me on social media for a second. And then he just disappeared disappeared into the ether. I think he had baby mama drama, too. Like, he had a son that the 
mom wasn't allowing him to be in his life and oh, I don't, you know that kind yeah. of stuff I yeah. mean already I was like it was so many I don't even want to say it was a red uh, red blanket yeah. over this man <laughs> he had a red not a flag it was a red blanket he, he's a red carpet all the time <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start using that red carpet. Yeah, he's walking on a red carpet. You know, he's trouble. He is the red carpet. It's it's funny because you are so aware of like already all the problems. (laughs) And I still step in. And I still step in. I agree. Like him approaching you in a parking lot without your name or your information and being like, you want to get lunch (laughs) is is very alarming. And like I I would be very like uh, scared, honestly. Yeah, it was was very barbaric. Yeah. But um, the teeth got me. I the was teeth, like, he was Whoa. just so pretty. Yeah, he really was. Yeah. And that's not a good idea. So like a nice smile. He was be- he was a be- he was a good looking man. Mm-hmm. Kimberly is gesturing to her face. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was a good looking man and an athlete on yeah. top of that. Yeah, it's, it's just it's hard to say no. Yeah. And it's just all kinds of like reasons to say no but hard to say no can i ask a question do do you feel like in your dating history like you usually can like pull a guy like that no yeah i mean i've i've dated the guys i've dated are attractive and nice looking but not athletes right like athletes look at i tell jokes about nba basketball players (laughs) like they look at me like you cornball (laughs) but then i also feel like Maybe I'm like a black Molly Ringwald, you know, like in those movies where she's like the outcast, but the cool guys kind of like her secretly. Yeah. Like I'm like, maybe some of these guys might have like a secret crush, but they're like, I can't take her out into the public because she doesn't um <laughs> fit the fit the like the girl I'm her nails to be aren't seen done. with. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My nails are done today, but they won't be in two weeks. Don't look at my hands, they're yeah. so bad. <laughs> Minor, I think I upset people. Um, <laughs> no, you don't. No, they're really bad. Don't look. I have to like. Uh, they're now like, you're making me look. Okay, they're uneven. I'm looking in your I'll eyes. I'll show you later. <laughs> oh my god, they're really. I look like a witch. Um, <laughs> were you, so were was there a part of you that was like excited though? Like you're like sure yeah, you're because like I was hot ass. I was on a break from yeah. You know, me and my boyfriend, we were on a break I think it was a couple months or whatever yeah and you know we were like doing our own thing I'm gonna start dating other people you yeah. know thing and so it was cool to like get this attention from yeah. another guy maybe this is the dawning of something different right you know but mm-mm. even if it was just like a fling and not even if it was a fling but I didn't yeah. want to fling with him yeah. I was like that's oh, dangerous yeah you don't want to get it yeah yeah. yeah you never know yeah this is so funny. Um, it was weird. So maybe like, I want to say a year later. Oh. Like after not seeing him on social media or whatever, I went to another Trader Joe's. <laughs> <laughs> so he likes the Trader Joe's He's a big snacks. Trader yeah. Joe brand. What if you find out his day job is actually branding for Trader Joe's? Oh, like yeah. he's the guy out there. Like he's like a hype man for TJ. He's like, <laughs> it'll be so funny. 
It was so, and I had just gotten through working out, I think, because I remember being sweaty. And yeah, that's so funny. Oh my God. It was the Trader Joe's in Toluca Lake. Oh, okay. So it wasn't even the same. It wasn't even the same one. That's what makes it so crazy. So it's not like he lives right there or anything. No. And then, but it's still north. It's still like, you know, Valley. Valley. Yeah. Yeah. Valley vibe. Same neighborhood. Yeah. He's He's Valley vibe. Yeah. But. He had left L.A. and I think he came back. Oh. I think that's what had happened. Mm-hmm. And he happened to be in the Tula and I happened to be in there, too. I was like, hey, he's like, hey, you know, and it was a friendly like. OK, yeah. Hi. Yeah. But, um, you know, I didn't delve too deeply. Yeah. And, and the times that I did see his um, IG. Yeah. Um, I saw the girl that he had started dating and of course she had the whole the whole basketball yeah. wipe the wavy hair yeah. and the nails done and the makeup and yeah. I was just like there you go right that's who you need to yeah do your thing leave the black Molly Ringwald alone <laughs> <laughs> leave me alone that's so funny leave my dorky self alone I have a question after so he he stood you up which is cruel and then and then you said you talked one more time on the phone mm-hmm. Did you say, did he t- apologize? Or did I he- vaguely remember. I think he did apologize yeah. and he was just like, oh, something came up. I don't know. It was just some dumb ass apology. I mean, it wasn't even. Yeah, it was just kind of like. I think the gist that I got from the conversation was he wasn't even planning on coming anyway. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like it was just like him just talking. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Rude. Rude. Yeah. It was very yeah. rude. It's very rude. Oh, Uh, I have to tell you something else he did that was so hokey. So he played, he called my phone, right? And he just played um, the Michael Jackson song. I can't help it if I wanted to. He just let it play on the phone, which is so very juvenile. And I guess he thought I was going to like, that was like going to make me all... Like horned Moist. up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this was before the concert standing up. This was up-ing. before the concert. Yeah. I guess this was part of his macking. And and I, I thought it was so funny. Yeah. I think that was maybe something that he was intrigued with with me was the fact that I was onto him. And yeah. so I would just be like, okay, dude, whatever. Right. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I was just kind of like, I'm interested, yeah, you're pretty, but like you know, you're yeah. full of, yeah, I you're can full see of through it. you. Yeah, you, yeah. I know you're, we yeah. all know, we know that you're full of it. Yeah. It's yeah. not just me, you know, yeah. too. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, did he reach out to you after the standing up or where, did you send him a text after? I don't really don't, remember. Yeah. I don't know who initiated what after that, but yeah. yeah. Do you, yeah, do you, did you say what he did for work yeah. when you met him? You said he maybe he played. Uh, basketball overseas but then what i was thinking maybe like personal trainer or something uh i think he was doing like day work like extra on sets and stuff like that or like he got like (laughs) or he got like one line or something doing something Uh okay so he was like in the entertainment industry as well i think he was trying to kind of get into that oh man this guy's breaking my heart all types of flags girl oh man (laughs) but you know he was just fun i remember i showed one of my um 
homeboy is a picture of him. And he was like, don't date him. Oh, <laughs> even the, the guys, guys are like, this is bad. Like, he could look at him and tell, like, no, you don't yeah. want to do that. That, oh, that's well, I'm, so rough. I'm a little confused, though. So, like, if we delve a little bit deeper, you yeah. say, like, red flags, you know what it's going to be like, but I don't. Like, what is it? What do you think will happen to date someone with that personality? Mm. They're just so full of themselves and like the the image they're painting of themselves that they're actually they really don't care about you is my experience with people like that. Well, and I don't want to stereotype. Yeah. But I also think that guys like that have a lot of options mm-hmm. as yeah. well. And so what you'll find is you're in some type of um, competition that you didn't sign up for. You're in a rotation. Oh, yeah. yeah. You're yeah. you're in something you did not sign up for. Yeah. I see. It's not even hot guy. That's just men in general. Yes, I that feel. is true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think there's something too about success. And sorry. It's true. <laughs> success, it's, it's messed up. success in men gives them this idea that they have the pick of the land almost mm-hmm. and treat you accordingly yeah and so even though they are like in person they're playing you songs or Mm -hmm. they're telling you you're beautiful Mm -hmm. it's all just like a very polished act that they have set up and that they replay it's almost like a tape they play Mm -hmm. and like sure maybe they do settle down sometimes but like there is something missing in them as a human being (laughs) to make them do things like that yeah yeah it's weird like i give i'm very cautious of men that don't um, address me by my name. Oh. Like if I'm always shorty, sweetie. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Hun. Because oh. it's interchangeable. Exactly. Yeah. Don't say anybody's name. I mean, it is an excellent way to cover your tracks. Yeah. Because if you call somebody the wrong name, then you're yeah. like, who? Yeah. Also, there's something me and Mark, my boyfriend, have made up a phrase called charming is alarming. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. I love that because it's like someone who is really charm. I'm not saying it's everyone who's charming, but cause I'm like really charming. But I think I am yes, too. Yes, but there is like a. I think there's a difference between natural charm mm-hmm. and something that feels a little too polished. Mm-hmm. Like it's a behavior they've learned, and maybe it is like a coping mechanism. Maybe it's hiding something darker and sadder. But it is like <laughs> something that they are using on everyone to make people feel like the only one. Mm-hmm. Mm. It, you can easily get yourself in trouble with someone like that. I hate that feeling. Yeah. yeah. And you know, you see it right away. It's so, oh, well, sometimes you don't see it right away. Some I've been, I've been bamboozled. I was, my ghosting story was someone who I feel like is like that. And mm-hmm. that it took me the whole ride of the experience to be like, oh, this, I was just like one of many. Yeah. And they took off because they're like, oh, I have other things to do. Yeah. And yeah. like, and so it but it hurt because I didn't I no one had ever really talked to me that way. So it was like, but you but this experience, it sounds like you had already learned your lesson. I did. But yeah. I think there was a shred of hope in me. Yeah. Because I was dipping back into the dating world again. Right. And I was like, well, maybe this could be something, you know, maybe. Yeah. Maybe he might be different. Yeah. And then hang on, I have two questions, I think. Um. Was there a part of you that wanted to help him specifically? Yeah. Yeah. There was a, I can, I, I can, can heal him. you. Yes. Oh, that hurts so much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's kind of like the that's start of I the rom-com. Like 
you don't have to be super. That is a rom com. Yeah. The trope, like like Ten Things I Hate About You, where he's the hot, cool guy and he's coming to get her, the like lonely girl. But what she fixes him? And Whoa. first she doesn't. Yeah. And first she's not falling for it. She doesn't care about. He's yes. super cool guy. Yes, yes. So and I then he like, likes. That. He's like she's different than the rest. How? Right. Yeah. 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 I kind of had that in my head. I'm not yeah. gonna lie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did. A and so you bit. kept talking to him. Yeah, I kept. talking talking yeah for sure yeah how important was the concert to you you said you got free tickets which you did want to see gustavo dudamel Mm -hmm. you showed up to the house today with a clarinet i don't know if that's privileged information or not (laughs) but like you play music that's yeah yeah i'm learning again i used to play i see clarinet and tenor saxophone but um i played tenor sax did you really yeah yeah. okay so yeah the b flat interchangeable b flat interchangeable it's just the embouchure that's yeah different um so it was weird it was easier going from clarinet to tenor uh-huh. versus going from tenor back to clarinet because i only play clarinet from we shouldn't be talking about instruments now it does feel like like nerd yeah. hour but um the embouchure for clarinet you know of course is tighter mm-hmm. and then doing that from tenor or going from that to tenor was easy because it was just a little bit of like a jaw drop and I think I was a lot younger yeah that's what I was trying to tell you I played clarinet from I think when I was seven from seven I was seven years old to the fifth grade fifth grade is what like 10 mm-hmm. to 10 yeah and then my band teacher switched me to tenor uh-huh. Cause I was ready for first chair and these older girls were upset oh, that I was getting moved up. Very political. It got very political. Mm. And I ended <laughs> God, <he's> shocked, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So I ended up playing tenor from fifth grade all the way through high I just, school. I had this image. Wait, should I we'll wait? wait for this plane. Yeah. My sister played clarinet. Yeah. I played tenor sax, so we could like interchange like we had our own reads and we could try yeah oh my god i remember being like you go from the air and the embouchure of tenor sax down to clarinet you're just gonna destroy the thing you're just yeah yeah. you have to really same fingerings a clarinet and a tenor saxophone you we could pick one up and play it from what you know from the other one yeah same key it just feels a little funky it's like spanish and italian there's like yeah 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 (laughs) yeah that's a good way yeah compare them but um i had this image though when you said the older girls were jealous of like them coming up to you in the bathroom and being like you think you're so cool you're gonna take our spots and stuff like listen standoff of like musicians uh (laughs) nah it wasn't that bad in the band world but you know i would get looks i felt like yeah um but my sound was really good on the tenor Mm -hmm. because i had clarinet because it was like my sound was a lot smoother and mm. like melodic because, you know, when people just start with saxophone, they, they be blaring. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, when I got in there, my band teacher was like, yeah, we got to keep you on the saxophone. We keep you- yeah. <laughs> but I really love clarinet and I'm just I'm sorry. I'm going off on this. It's okay. no, no. I was so excited to start playing it again because I was and I picked it up again during COVID because uh-huh. I was like, man, I really wanted. Yeah. I was like on a good 
run with yeah. it. And I was like, man, I always wonder what I could have been right. on the clarinet. So now I'm playing again. I'm taking lessons here and there. It's so funny. You should bring it in with your com- comedy like on stage. I don't like, want to play. No, I don't want to be a mu- musical. It's a comedy. No, no, no. Sorry. Okay. Like, no, 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 no. Okay, sorry. Never mind. I don't want to do that. That was a test and you passed. But, <laughs> but I do reference music a lot in my comedy and I am doing something actually um involving clarinet and comedy and stuff. Oh, yeah. it's, cool. it's not gonna be in a traditional stand-up form, but I am doing something with that's yeah. so cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um but the so the concert was important to you. It was. Yes. And right before you invited him to the concert, I was like, I'm a culture this. Yeah. So it was kind of part of this save the bad boy plan. Yeah. Save the world, save the bad boy. (laughs) (laughs) We need that on a t-shirt. Yeah, save the world, save the bad boy. Or is it reversed? It's save the bad boy, save the world. I'm referring to heroes. Save the bad boy, save the world. I love that. That actually is true, though. If you think of if we turn the bad boys, really, like we'll stop having so much fucked up shit happen. That's real talk. Yeah. That's true. So you your your instincts are correct, <laughs> even though it's not great for you emotionally. The burden the burden shouldn't fall on yeah. you. But yeah. Somebody needs. Well, bad other not bad boys need to fix the bad boys and leave women alone. <laughs> We're gonna make a shirt. Save the bad boy, save the world. And then on the back of it, there'll be a lot of like disclaimers yeah. about how that actually should work. It shouldn't fall on women, you know, yeah. not on Are you really going to make this shirt? Maybe we will. Yeah. And we'll sell it specifically to, tied to this episode. <laughs> that would be so cool. Mm-hmm. Be, I'm going to buy one if oh, you make okay, it. Okay, yeah. I'll tell so, Mark. <laughs> so very broad terms. Mm-hmm. You're very into music. He's a jock, if we're going to put it in high school this terms. This is so, yeah, you, this is your own, like, rom-com high school movie. Well, do yes. you think, well, then do you think that he, much like in a rom-com, he's nervous to go to oh. the Disney concert? Ooh, maybe he, he might have felt out he of place felt there. like, yeah. not good enough or something. I don't want to give him any, like, maybe it's not his fault. It's his fault, but. Yeah. You know what? He was asking me, what should I wear? That's stressful. Oh, James. Good. Yeah. Good detective. I do remember this. Although this happened so long ago, I do remember having the conversation about that, about Mm. him um, wondering, what should I wear? And telling me, well, I have black jeans. I was like, just wear all black. I said, that's always safe. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, he seemed to have a little... Yeah, trepidation about that. About not seeming like um like accepted or understanding of like like a classical world, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Maybe. You know, I thought that too. I went there once and I was sort of nervous. Like I'm from countryside originally. I wasn't yeah. sure how to be or whatever, but I had been to some stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But there's like tourists go to that, you know? Like it's not right. super hoity toity. And then Gustavo Dudamel is very like He's of loose. the people, yeah. He's yeah. Like, kind of popularize classical yeah. music and he's all about like everybody should be able to enjoy this yeah. music. But there it definitely comes with a, a stigma and mm-hmm. a, a stuffiness. Yeah. Which is unfortunate. But I think there's a lot of musicians that are really trying to like, you know, Gustavo being a conductor. Um, but just also just musicians that are just trying to break that, which is cool, you know. Mm-hmm. Classical has never has never been my first choice. I love classical music. You know, I'm yeah. probably more into jazz than classical. Mm-hmm. Nice, yeah. Um, but 
I just love, I love all music really. But. Mm. I think we got to go to the notes. Okay. Uh, I have, can I you, ask one more tiny question? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what were you guys talking about right before you invited him? Like, was the conversation like very good, like give and take, or was he, did you feel It was like, a lot of smart ass, okay, like, okay. you know, him trying to be flirty, not trying to be flirty. I mean, I don't already told you how we met, like him saying, can I take you to lunch right. and not even asking for my yeah. name. So the conversations were just like heavily him being hev- just laying it out yeah. thick okay. with the flirtation yeah. and just it even got a little sexual, you know, sexual right. a for little sure. bit. Yeah. Yeah. Like he was just, you know, doing what he right. normally does. Yeah. With whoever. Yeah. He has encountered in the past. Yeah. You know, to mm-hmm. see if it will work on me. Okay. Okay. Let's go to the notes. Oh, mm. boy. I'm scared to hear <laughs> No, these. no. The notes are great. The notes are great. Trader Joe's, makeup artist, bright red flag, the nail budget alone, Gustavo, red carpet, charm alarm, B flat interchangeable. Beautiful. That's gorgeous. Isn't that beautiful? He reads it so like seriously. It's gorgeous. <laughs> I think Does, we should start printing out the poems. I was gonna say. I have a I have an Apple Note. Oh, do you have all the poems? Well, I'd have to compile them, but I think I may have all of them. I think we should but, start giving them. To yeah. <laughs> you should. I love that. We had someone cry after we read. <laughs> that one I felt bad about. Hey, we don't know the release order, so you can figure that out. Okay. <laughs> That one, because I, I didn't know that I had such a. It's like with great power comes great responsibility. Right. <laughs> I was like, oh, I should back it off a little bit. You're like, I sorry, like I'm a you, very good listener. I like how you ended it with B flat interchangeable. That yeah. was gorgeous, isn't it? It's so nice. Absolutely. Um, I think we have the verdict. Are you ready? Um, I think he ghosted you because he's a ghost. Like he's a ghost of a person. Like oh oh, you got. I almost want to snap my finger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It's a very poetic episode. Go ahead. Because like it really like when you told me he was getting into extra work after being benched, that kind of broke my heart. Like, oh, that's rough. I don't know if he was extra, but maybe right. like a day. Pl- I don't know. I don't want to know. I don't know if he was in like the. Yeah. Yeah. He's trying to find way. Well, that's like the pivot. to I. I'm athletic. That didn't work out, but I'm good looking and have the physique of an athlete. Yeah. So I need to figure out how to find things to do just for being good looking. Yeah. Yeah. And also the way he's laying it on thick, talking to you, like the overconfidence to me screams sadness and emptiness inside. And that part of you like knew that already. And like you, but you'd like, you didn't just be like, no, bye. Like you were like, no, let me fix you. Like I want to a little bit. Or and, just, and you were trying to figure it out. You're getting back yeah. into dating and just being yeah. like, see if yeah, this just like something. watching it go. But I do get a sense of like a very empty person uh, who's had things not work out. And but like still like almost like a con artist. Like, yeah, yeah. That's, I was a, say that's a, yeah. Just a player. I think players are con artisty yeah. in a way. Um, They're in the same gene yeah. pool. Like definitely player for sure, one hundred percent. But like, if we were to get into the specifics of why we think player, I mm. feel like a a fail like failure in himself. Like, and I feel like when men fail professionally, it hits their like um, it hits a little differently. Their ego, their ego because that's what they're supposed to do in right. the world. So right. like, is like be professional and like make money. I think stuff. that's yeah. what made endeared me to him too yeah. is the fact that 
he clearly had aged out. And yeah. I was just like, wow. Yeah. You know, you know, yeah. you know how we are. I don't know. It's that nurturing instinct right. that kicks in. Yeah. Mm. Um, and there, was, there was something else. Oh, the whole, like, it's so funny because I feel like if someone were to be like, oh, who's an artisty person? Like, I would fit like a stereotype of like an artisty person. Mm-hmm. Like, me and my boyfriend live in a music studio. We don't have doors. We have curtains. Like, all that bullshit. <laughs> but sometimes when I see people like living like, the basketball girlfriend and the basketball player. I'm like, who are they really? Like, Mm -hmm. what are they doing? Is this like, is this really who they are? Or is this like, are they like hiding who they are? Because like, they think this is what they're supposed to be. But then I'm like, well, you're so like stereotypically what people think of as like an artist. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So, so who are you to judge someone else and like how they present themselves? But I do wonder like the over, the over glam, the over pretty boy, over pretty girl, if that is like, if there's something way deeper, maybe they're like, I don't know. Sometimes when I see it, I'm like, everyone here is gay and they just don't want to say it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's like, mm. yeah, that could be it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's, I don't want to say especially athletes, but I think in sports, you know, I think they have the pressure of not wanting to come out. I mean, you know, in the last couple yeah. of years, there have been basketball players that came out right you but know? just recent just recent and, and it's only many. a handful yeah. yeah exactly yeah so i mean you know as big as you know the basketball association is there are way more than that yes but they're you but know number wise there has to be right mm-hmm. and also like they shower to get like they're all around each other right. all the time so there right. must be some sort of tomfoolery happening <laughs> <Said> <laughs> tomfoolery. Yeah. you think so out in the open i don't know out in the open but i just think that many bodies <laughs> yeah many i think the, the two the the couples that want a couple probably yeah. do it off off, off the scene yeah mm. or just like hook up not even be a couple but well, oh. yeah but um, true to form you're just writing like fan fiction now yeah. I think, right? I'm, not, I'm not even <laughs> thinking of like you specific players at all I'm just thinking of like archetypes of how people see each other and like just like if you put everyone in this scenario hyper masculine spaces often being homoerotic yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And wow like, you're getting deep with it and also what was the other thing yeah it's like because i feel like he definitely goes to you because he's a player but also i do wonder about just like the general sadness and stuff mm. okay. yeah yeah he was depressed you know he yeah. even he even like he did say that to me you know yeah. that he was depressed and and he clearly wanted to in his heart he he was still that player that had still had that ability, but physically it didn't, you know? Yeah. You know, he just didn't, it have didn't it. happen. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, it's like the same as like, I want to be a movie star. Like right. it, the chances of that happening are so small. And like, no, sometimes, not. Oh, okay. No, they're not. <laughs> no, they're not. But I guess what I'm saying is like, sometimes it's just like about casting or just like, it's sometimes it's not about your talent or whatever, mm-hmm. but it can be hard to accept things like that. Yeah. Yes. Everyone in here is a movie star. I, Everybody. I yes. Even me. Yeah. Even James. Yeah. James you especially. Are James. Yeah. <laughs> um, what What do you think? Uh, um, I think we need to do unfinished business. Okay. Wait, so I, I actually need to clarify. So when is the last ghosting being you established contact and they didn't reply or was it a mutual you just stopped talking? Um, I think it was a mutual just stop talking. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't really remember who the last person was that reached out. To yeah. Me. It was so long ago. Mm-hmm. But 
Yeah, it was just to stop talking. And then like a year later, I, a, I see him in the other Trader Joe's. Mm, he so physically haunting, yeah. ghosted you by standing you up to that night. That, yeah. 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 That too. So then we have unfinished business. We have unfinished business, which is like, if your ghost was here, <laughs> uh, what would you say to him? Like any sort of closure or... I don't think I would have any closure words for him. I would probably I would probably greet the ghost like I greeted him in person. Yeah. At that second Trader Joe's. <laughs> I would I would just be like, hey, how you doing? Don't hug me. I'm really sweaty. And that's it. Yeah. You know, I mean, no hard feelings. I mean, it was what it was. I got back with the boyfriend that I was broken yeah. up with. And, you know, we're together for another six years or whatever, seven years. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No biggie. Oh, I think we should do a seance at a third Trader Joe's (laughs) and see if he appears. We got to find out which Trader Joe's. We have to find the third Trader Joe's in the valley and then it'll be a trifecta. (laughs) (laughs) I think doing that, we'd release him from whatever he's put on himself that's made him a player. What if I run into him in another... Trader, Trader Joe's. Joe's location. Yes. I would freaking pass the tr- out. The Trader Joe's over there, Noho West, okay. is <laughs> I feel like newest and maybe free of other spiritual energy except <laughs> except for except for the fact that there was a viral video of a famous like Karen not wanting to wear a mask. Oh, so no. that, that one. Oh, they said that one. So that might mean it's a really spiritually charged place that would help the seance. I'm not sure. Okay. Uh, <laughs> So we're going to do a live episode yeah. at the North Hollywood <laughs> Trader Field trip, Joe's. Yeah. <laughs> that is hysterical. Okay, wait. So you let real quick, you saw him on Instagram. He had a girlfriend. Did you could you tell what he was doing or just like you mean for a living? Yeah, I couldn't. tell. No, just living. Just living, I, I don't yeah. know. I don't know where he was getting his money. I don't I don't. Yeah. Maybe I left over NBA bench money. I yeah. don't know. Okay. Got real into crypto. Billionaire now. Billionaire, yeah. yeah. Y'all gonna make me look him up now on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> we gonna look him up right after we get yes, done we are. with this. We're gonna so look at his see. photos, yeah. And see the ghostliness in his eyes. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no. Goodness. He's into good things now. Yeah. I'm sure he's he has a little black Barbie lady mm-hmm. on the, at his side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe he's reunited with his son. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, thank you so much for coming on. This has been a great episode. You told thank it you. so you told your story so well and also so groundedly, which I really appreciate. Yeah. Thanks, Kari. Yeah. Mm. Um, where can we find you? Um, I have Instagram, Kimberly Clark Comedy. Uh I'm also on Twitter, Clark Kimberly L. The reason why they're different is because <laughs> after, mine are different too. <laughs> well, after they ready, somebody was like Cause it was, everything was all Clark Kimberly out. And they were like, you need something that's easy to find. And people were getting all fussy with me. And I said, okay, I'll do Kimberly Clark comedy. Instagram, I changed it. Too many characters for Twitter. Like for a handle. And I'm like, dang. So, um, that's why they're different. Okay. That's why a lot of people put like, ha ha or funny or like something yeah, shorter. shorter yeah. yeah, my Instagram yeah. handle is Asad Kari Rocks. R C K S. It's so long. Yeah, <laughs> but that's yeah, that's good though. Yeah. it's distinct. It is. Yeah, your mm. name was taken. 
I think honestly, that was an email I made for Facebook like a million years ago because mm-hmm. I didn't have a real email at that time and Got Facebook it. took it. So it is a fake handle I made up like when I was literally like maybe 15 years old. Oh, wow. and it's still hilarious. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. So we'll find you there on social media and you're on an episode of They Ready on Netflix. On Netflix, episode four. So good. Um, And then I have a, a website. If people look at websites yeah. anymore, <laughs> yeah, Kimberly Clark comedy, and I, I keep my um shows yes. posted on there. Yeah, so. yeah, you guys, you're live. It's a, it's a treat. <laughs> you're so nice. Oh, no. <laughs> Thanks so much for being on. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much for listening to Kadi Asad Ghost Detective. The show is recorded, edited, and produced by me, James Hilmer. You can follow the show at Kadi Asad Ghost Detective on Instagram and support our Patreon at patreon.com slash Kadi Asad. Thanks so much. <laughs>